Welcome to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Vinofsky. Industry has a million cool stories, and Jim talks to the movers and shakers who are making them happen. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Vinofsky. I am Jim Vinofsky, your host, and I'm really glad and proud to be uh, joined today by the CEO and founder of Authentically American, Dean Wegner. Welcome, Dean. Jim, so great to be reconnected with you. I know we talked before on a different medium, but love that you've started this whole manufacturing talks, and I'm honored to be your guest. Well, thank you. Yeah, and you know the whole purpose is delving into these great manufacturing stories that I get into in my Forbes column, and yeah, like you alluded to. We chatted uh, to get one of those out here quite a while ago. You were one of my earlier articles, what, a couple of years ago now? Yeah, that was pre-COVID, so it <laughs> seems like an eternity to go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So um, just to fill folks in, Authentically American is a clothing company made in the USA, which is saying a lot, right, Dean? You got it. So we are a veteran-owned, American-made premium apparel brand, Jim, and our vision is to build this iconic American brand that's truly American made. And, you know, everybody, unless you live in a nudist colony, I mean, makes a choice on clothes every day. So there's brands out there like Nike or Under Armour or Polo. I mean, there's a long, long list of brands, but not a single one of them is American made. And to give your listeners some context, when I graduated from West Point in 1993, over 50% of the apparel in the U.S. was made in the U.S. And today, today it's less than three. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's Amazing. all that's made here. Yeah. And so you're going to help turn that around. Actually, we are. In our, oh, we are. In, in, yeah. in our tagline, Jim, is where is yours made? Yeah. And that's I great. would ask you now, you know where your tag <laughs> is because you are I rocking it looking extra sharp today. Just to um, show people what it is specifically you do. I am wearing one of your shirts that I just got. Uh, I got last week in a fresh order. Um, I had some from right after we talked a couple of years ago and loved them. So it's time to restock. And here we go. A few more of these beautiful shirts. Well, Jim, I appreciate your support. And you know, because you look at the tag and you see Made in USA, but most people, when I ask our tagline, where's yours made? Hey, great looking shirt. Where's yours made? They look cross-eyed like, well, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then they will look at the tag and then they will see that it says Made in China. Right. Made in Bangladesh, Vietnam. and I will tell you, Jim, in our four-year journey from a blank sheet of paper in 2017 until now, it's not been easy, especially when you throw COVID in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. But I will tell you the silver lining right now is it's an incredible time. It's a great time to be American-made. Yes, it is. I, I sense the same thing uh, in my many discussions with folks out there in the manufacturing world that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of kind of window dressing around by American in the past. And sometimes it's gotten ahead of, ahead of steam and then kind of petered out. I think you're right. I think this time there's some serious uh, oomph behind it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Jim, from when we first talked over two years ago, probably the biggest fundamental shift I've made is how we positioned our brand. Because when you and I first talked, I thought everyone was like you and me. Mm -hmm. I thought everyone was patriotic. I had served my country, been in the army and then surrounded people that really loved our country, celebrated patriotism, believe in the American worker. And Jim, my initial thought was everybody is going to love our brand just because we're American made. And sadly, what I found out 
sadly, what I found out is most people don't care. They really could care less. And at first I was angry. I mean, I was upset, but after I got over my anger issues, I mean, I really start to embrace it because at our core, Authentically American, we're a consumer brand. And if you buy something from us and you don't like it and you're like, well, I don't really want to wear it. It's a terrible product. I mean, who cares, Jim, where it's made? I mean, it doesn't matter. Right. We've embraced it. And if you're OK, I should do a quick product demo, quick show and tell that will reinforce that. Because like, yeah. you're wearing one of our polos, but you know what the most ubiquitous apparel item in the world is? I think you just tipped me off. I saw it. Yep. <laughs> right. It's the t-shirt. And I love, Jim, that you and I can see each other. But if you were here in person and if you could feel this, and I know you've ordered some of our t-shirts, I mean, they're yep. incredible. And this is a new blend, and people say, Dean, it's got to be the softest t-shirt I've ever felt. And Jim, I mean, who doesn't love a good soft t-shirt? Yeah, you just got to get it off your mic because you're, you're blocking your voice. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. It came through all right. <laughs> so who, who loves it? Who does not love a good soft t-shirt? Absolutely. From standpoint, you know, if you tried to feel the print, you can hardly feel it because very intentionally, you know, we use a soft hand water-based ink because you think mm -hmm. of a lot of the t-shirts in your closet. Yeah, they're that heavy plastisol ink, and on a hot summer day, you know, it will stick to your chest. You wash it a few times, it will crack. And we want our shirts to be incredibly soft across the board. But Jim, what we have is this new sweat-activated print innovation. So this is one from our collegiate collection, one that I love. It's one yep. of our West Point t-shirts. So on the front, it says, Go Army. And then here's what happens when you sweat, because at West Point, it's all about Go Army. Oh, nice. You know, Beat me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, you're blocking your mic again there, Dean. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. Yep. And then, yep. yeah, if you spray it on the back, uh -huh. you can see Beat Navy Oh, you're doing it again, Dean. You got to keep it back. Yeah, I love to highlight this because people will say, Dean, no offense. I don't care where it's made. Yeah. The shirt is just incredibly soft. I can't even feel the print. And then, wow, this technology. I mean, I love it. Yep. And then when they look at the tag, Jim, and see Made in USA, and then they go to our website and learn the story and the ethos behind our brand, that's when we have an opportunity to be their favorite brand. Yep. But it yep. all starts with an amazing product experience because at the end of the day, nothing else matters. That, and if we true. don't wow them with that product experience, it, we never get to that second point. And I can speak personally from that. I mean, these are my work shirts that I wear into my office. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'd gotten a few of them back right after we talked the first time. And uh, there was no question where I was getting my next round from. Right. Uh, so, you know, let's go back there because you talked about your own patriotism and, and I share that with you. And, um, you know, people come from different backgrounds and you alluded to some people aren't that way. But I mean, you come by it. Honestly, you mentioned graduating from West Point. I know you were a chopper pilot in the army. Yes. So tell us how that led into what you're doing here. Well, I highlight two things, Jim. So one is I am a veteran. You know, West Point was my undergrad, graduated in 1993. And after West Point, went to flight school, learned how to fly helicopters, and then went to the Army Special Forces Ranger School. So I spent seven years active duty, and Jim, I have the most incredible memories of the men and women I served with that so selflessly raised their right hand and committed to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. 
And it's those memories that built into the ethos of our brand because we want to be a brand that honors our American heroes. And very intentionally, what we do, we donate 10% of our profits as a way to honor our American heroes. And that's something that's authentic, it's true because we're a veteran-owned, veteran-operated business. And that really resonates with that target market that we're going after. Yeah, and, yeah. And so then so um, after the Army, you uh, I know the story because you told me a couple of years ago. But <laughs> tell us where you went from there. So I spent a lot of years in big business. So started with a big five consulting firm, KPMG. Mm-hmm. which love the clients I worked with and love the projects I was working on, but love my family more than I ever saw. Them. Yeah. You know, my wife yeah. and I now have been married 27 years. We have four hey, amazing kids. And to me, it's all about God, family, and country. And I was really falling short on the family side. So that lasted two years and two years longer than it probably should, given the yeah. demands from travel. Yeah. But I ended up transitioning to Procter & Gamble. Mm-hmm. and worked on iconic brands like Crest and Tide and spent six years there in business development, sales and marketing, and then transitioned to Mars. Same consumer packaged good industry, but worked yeah. on brands like M&M's and Snickers and Pedigree Dog Food. And Jim was just blessed with some world-class marketing and branding experience. Yeah. And at our core, Authentically American, we're a brand. And it's some of those tricks and experiences and knowledge and know-how that I learned from P&G and Mars that are really what we're deploying right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I spent a lot of years with General Mills, so a similar experience. <laughs> I, uh, I share your, your feeling of having learned a lot. Uh, you know, beyond. I'm an engineer, so I, I didn't learn business in school. And so got mm-hmm. that kind of pseudo MBA working at General Mills. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. So you had a great background um, on the business side from those companies. What is it that then prompted you to launch Authentically American? So Jim, that's a great question. I get asked oftentimes like, Dean, why did you want to be an entrepreneur? Uh-huh. And I had some big jobs and was really well paid. And one of the things that I have an insatiable desire, Jim, is to know that I'm making a difference. And like General Mills, P&G is an $80 billion company, 80 billion. Mars is a $40 billion company. And even though I had big jobs and was well-paid, what I realized, if you pull me out, the machine is just going to keep going. And somebody else is going to step right in and not going to skip a beat. And I really wrestled with and really struggled. Am I making a difference? Mm -hmm. And that is really what initially motivated my entrepreneurial spirit is I wanted to know that I was making a difference. And authentically American specifically four years ago, we were a blank sheet of paper. And I know every single day, everyone on my team as we're growing knows that we're making a difference because if we are not giving it everything we got, if we are not pouring our whole heart and soul into what we're doing, I mean, we may not be here. Yeah, right. And it is after four years, Jim, I'm incredibly exhausted. Because what you and I took for granted at these big, massive CPG companies, it didn't exist. Right. I mean, our whole supply chain network didn't exist. Our marketing, our branding, our website, our customer service, our financials, I mean, everything was built, I mean, brick by brick, and it's been a lot. But Jim, I tell everybody as exhausted as I am, I'm even more energized because when you start with a blank sheet of paper, you can be so intentional about who you are. Yeah. Right. And what you stand for and your values. And 
some of the greatest compliments I get is when somebody goes to our website and really intently wants to learn about us. And they're like, Dean, I know the name is Authentically American, but the story and everything that you're doing is so genuine and so authentic. And it really engages people in our brand and who we are. Yeah, I believe it. Excellent. Now, I'm going to share what is, you know, kind of a dirty little secret. Um, well, it's not so secret since it was in my article that, you know, being here on on manufacturing talks, you shared with me that you're actually not a big fan of manufacturing personally, right? <laughs> you got it, Jim. And you know, there was one first step into being an entrepreneur, and this was by an existing business. Yeah. And even before that, at Procter & Gamble and Mars, I mean, I worked with some of the big retailers like a Walmart and Target. Mm -hmm. And some of my best friends were people like you, Jim, and the manufacturing group and the plant managers, because if we sold this massive program at Walmart or at Target, we wanted to make sure we could deliver. Right. And one of the, I could call it a mistake because I bought a great company in 2012 that had an incredible history, 18-year history, producing dress uniforms for the military. And after five years of running and owning and leading that, it really reinforced to me that there's things that I do well or fairly well, and there's things that I don't do well. And the company I bought was a manufacturer, and that was the core competency that we needed. And I struggled. Yeah. And when I struggled, I thought, well, that ranger school mindset, that work ethic I had, if I'm putting in 50 hours, I'll put in 60. Well, right. that's not enough. I'll put in 70. I'll put in 80. And Jim, it really didn't matter yeah. because it didn't matter how hard I worked because that was not where my gift lies. Yeah. But when we launched Authentically American, when my partner and I parted ways, it was a very intentional choice to go ahead and be a manufacturing network that was contracted. Yeah. And that is what's most common in the apparel industry. So whether it's Nike or Polo or Under Armour, you know, if you look at their tags, it will say made in China. It will say made in Vietnam, made in Bangladesh, right. all around the world, but they don't own their own manufacturing. It's contracted. Yep. And to me, as we put our business plan together, that made all the sense in the world because, you know, back to this example with our sweat activated shirts, we've got to deliver an amazing product experience. But after five years of owning this company, I thought I'm going to find the best darn t-shirt maker in the country, provide them our specifications, mm -hmm. and then I will focus on the marketing and the branding and the customer experience. Yeah. I'm going to find the best darn sock maker in the country, provide them our specs, and then I continue to focus on the brand. And it's interesting, Jim, because I've visited all of our factories in 12 states, and I will get responses like, Dean, you wanted to build a brand? Why would you ever want to do that? That's so hard. Why would you <laughs> yeah. want to do that? Yeah. And I'm walking around the factory, and my head hurts, and I'm getting a headache. I'm like, my, this just would not work for me. And I'm so thankful and so appreciative. And it just reinforces that you need to find out what you do well, right. find out what you're experienced at, what you're gifted at, and then pour yourself in that area. And then rely on your team, rely on your partners, rely on your people that are engaged with you in your business to go ahead and round it out. Yeah. Well, and I gave you grief, but it is such a great testimonial that, I mean, you're obviously a very bright guy, great background, and yet that manufacturing expertise is something you didn't have and recognize it. So now you go out and find these super duper manufacturers, American uh, manufacturers that are making the garments for you that are so phenomenal. I mean, it's just, to me, despite the ribbing, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great story. I love it. Absolutely. Um, so 
tell us about this news coverage because that's something that just bowls me uh, over. Um, you know, I've seen you on Fox. I've seen you on uh, Good Morning America, a um, couple of different shows, and I know you've been on a bunch more. So tell I'll us. Tell you, Jim, it has been an incredible blessing, and, I, and I'll share two things. One, I'll highlight why we've been able to be there so much. And then the second one is the impact because people say, Dean, how have you been on national TV so much? And we've been on national TV over the last three years, 16 times. Wow. I mean, 16 times. Amazing. It's been an incredible impact for our business. But when entrepreneurs say, Dean, what's one thing you would recommend? And I say, find what you love. Mm -hmm. Find what you're passionate about, because then as hard as you work, as much time and energy as you put in, it won't feel like work. Right. Because you are pursuing your life's passion and it's something that you truly enjoy. And my first you know, national TV appearance was on Fox and Friends. It was in 2018. And this was, Jim, back when it was in studio pre-COVID. Right. And right. Zoom wasn't as prevalent. So I was able to meet some of the producers and editors and people behind the scenes. And after the show, they're like, Dean, you really believe this. You really believe that you're on a mission to create this iconic American brand and you know make a difference. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. And you make some friends there. And then that episode went well. And then that led to a second one. That went well. And it's continued to blossom and grow. And if things go well later this week, next week, with all the discussion around things being stuck in Port and Long mm -hmm. Beach and other ports, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole another reinforcement of what we're doing. Absolutely. But that is the key is find what you love, find what you're passionate about, especially when you're an entrepreneur, because passion sells. Yeah. So we talked about, you know, obviously the uh, yeah, polo shirts, the T-shirts. Um, I, I told you before we got on here, one of my favorites that you actually sent me as a thank you for interviewing you before was the Stars and stripes socks. So you got stars, oh, stars on one sock, stripes on the other. I've got a red, white, and they're right here, Jim. For those yes, that are tuning in, beautiful. I actually yep. just ordered another pair of those that came in with these. I love those things. And Jim, I'll I'll tell a story that ties into one the repositioning from American Made First to Brand Experience First, which also ties in the national TV. And just some background for those who aren't familiar with e-commerce. So our e-commerce platform we use is Shopify. Mm -hmm. And it is almost like a game because live, you can track the number of visitors to your website. Live, you can track the number of purchases. And from a marketing standpoint, you're always trying to figure out and understand what is it that's driving those blips? What's driving those increases? That's driving people to our website. That's driving people to purchase. And it's not easy because it's not always clear you know, what happens. But back to that very first time I was on Fox and Friends, I met a gentleman named Pete Hexit. And Pete Hegseth is a fellow Army veteran, and he's the host of Fox and Friends Weekend. Mm. And the same socks, Jim, these that you love, I gave Pete a pair. So the second time I was invited back on Fox and Friends, found out Pete was interviewing. And I saw him in studio. He's like, Dean, so great to see you again. I still have the socks you gave me. I wear them all the time. They're my favorite pair. And I'm like, Pete, you have to say that on national TV. <laughs> yeah. And he did, Jim, and it was like an earthquake hit. I mean, I just bet. the spike in traffic to our website, <laughs> just the spike in sales. And Pete didn't say, hey, they're American-made. What he led with is they're so soft. They're so comfortable. I love wearing them. And then they have this fun patriotic design, mm -hmm. you know, back to that product experience. But if you read the tag like you have, it says designed in Nashville, you know, produced in North Carolina. 
But if Pete doesn't have a phenomenal experience with the product, nobody gets to that point. Nobody sees where it's designed. Nobody sees where it's made. But just another reinforcement of how we're positioning our brand, you know, amazing product first, you know, creating American jobs almost as a secondary benefit. Yeah. But a benefit for sure. It's phenomenal. And and you touched on the the supply chain difficulties and, and, um, you know, that's another thing that people are coming to realize is that getting stuff from around the world works great until it doesn't, right? Uh, and Jim, my phone has been blowing up the last week, you know, getting texts, getting oh. emails, people saying, fun fact, when you're American made, you don't get stuck in port. That's right. Fun yep. fact, when you're American made, you don't have to worry about shipping things from China. Yep. And we're not immune to supply chain challenges because some of the labor shortages, some of the logistics challenges impact us as well. But, you know, relatively speaking, it's nominal versus some of the impact you're getting overseas. I mean, it's massive. Yeah. And our biggest opportunity is brand awareness and getting the word out. And Jim, that's why I'm so thankful that you invited me back. Yeah. Because now a whole new group of people will now know our story and experience our brand. Well, and it's a great story. I invited you here because of that. And, and so what's next? You know, what, are you getting into anything new that you can share? Um, you know, what, what's your plan to continue growing this thing? So Jim, the number one word that we're all about is growth. And that vision, you know, to build this iconic American brand, having worked on brands like Crest and Tide and M&Ms is a billion dollars. And you know that from the CPG world, that's kind of that threshold. Right. So that's not only the marathon, that's the ultra marathon to get there. But every year we want to keep delivering growth. And we now have three very clear, distinct segments of our business. So where we started when you and I first talked was on the client side. So businesses, charities, other organizations that used to choose Land's End, that used to choose a Nike polo with their company logo. Now they can choose Authentically American. So that's always been there. That's been our biggest engine. And I love it, Jim, that you are rocking that Authentically American polo because... (laughs) That's our second segment and national TV really helped birth that because a lot of people would call up to our 800 number or email customer service and say, Dean, I love it when my business partners with you, but how do I buy just the flag? And they were referencing our vintage U S flag logo. And they would say, love your brand, love what you guys stand for. love your product. I just want to buy your brand. So it was the client segment, our consumer brand. And the third one that I'm proudly wearing today is one of our West point quarter zips. And we started with all the military schools, and we have now added a lot of the local Nashville schools like Vanderbilt and Belmont and MTSU. Mm -hmm. We just added some big ones. If you're a football fan, especially an SEC football fan, we have Alabama. We have Auburn. So like this beat Navy version, Jim, you know, we've got a roll tide version. (laughs) And so now it's been interesting because those three segments feed each other. Yeah. And we had, for example, a West Point grad that bought one of these shirts, the sweat activated Go Army Beat Navy. And after experience it, he's like, Dean, I didn't know you had a client side that my business because we've got a big fitness health kick. So he bought a thousand of those for his company. And likewise, we've had people that for the very first time experienced our brand out of this, their company, and then they will buy it for themselves individually. So what's nice about those three distinct segments, you know, they cross pollinate and feed each other. Phenomenal. Is there anything we didn't touch on that you want to share? Well, one thing I would highlight, Jim, is we're very intentional about giving back. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, the giving back doesn't matter, again, unless we deliver an amazing product experience. But two things that people love about our brand. Number one, you know, I highlighted this being a brand that honors our American heroes very intentionally. We donate 10% of our products to veteran and first responder charities. And people love that because the military is one of the most well-respected professions. They love to know that we are supporting our American heroes. But where we have a much broader impact, Jim, is when we partner with a charity or nonprofit, and it can be veteran, non-veteran, it doesn't matter. When we partner with a charity or nonprofit, we provide our goods and services at cost. Oh, nice. Yep. And that is something that we did primarily because we wanted to reinforce that giving back. But I also thought that's a great way for us also to do some marketing because sure. charities, just like businesses are buying, and now we make it very competitively priced and we have full end-to-end -end service with graphic design and building online stores and fulfillment. So now thousands and thousands of new customers of ours experience us firsthand through a new charity. Yep. So I love to highlight that because two things up happening. One, we help a charity build their brand and raise some funds, but then we get some incredible new brand awareness as well. Superb. Good deal. So where do people find it? So the easiest place is go to authenticallyamerican.us, our website, authenticallyamerican.us, and that .us was an intentional choice given the equity of our brand. You can also find us on any social media, whether it is Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. We want to be ubiquitous. We want you to find us everywhere. Good deal. Well, again, personal experience. Yeah, I definitely uh, encourage my uh, viewers, my listeners to check it out if you're lo looking for uh, clothes like this. And especially if you're uh, into supporting American manufacturers, Dean and his folks are working with some of the best all across the country. You said 12 states you're in? 12 states is our manufacturing. Yes. Yeah, I think so it's almost all 50 that we ship products to now. Yeah. Fantastic. And this, this um, show is staunchly uh, behind American manufacturing. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here, Dean. It was a great conversation. Absolutely, Jim. And we'll keep this friendship going and yeah, we have we to will. sign you to a spokesmodel contract with how good you're looking. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'll look for that contract. All right. Good deal. Yeah, folks, thanks for being here. Tune in uh, every first and third Tuesday of the month for Manufacturing Talks. Great uh, guests like Dean coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Vinosky. Watch for new episodes dropping on the first and third Tuesdays of every month.